Welcome to Yes But. Oh shit, we're here again. I, I hope y'all heard my knuckle crunches. <laughs> I got those yeah. those cr- I crunched my knuckles. I got those crunchy crunchy bones. Got that crispy crackety. Guys, what if bones were made of um What if bones were made of rice crispy treats? Yes! That's what I was gonna say! <laughs> what if you could what if what if you bit into a bone and it was a rice crispy treat? <laughs> oh man. Guys, that I would, would become a cup. Even more delicious. I would become a cannibal tomorrow. That is how much I love Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> and I uh, do mean, I do mean, not Rice Krispie treats like the kind you buy in the store. I mean homemade Rice Krispie treats. Oh yeah, they're so much Kat, better. Cat made some homemade Rice Krispie treats the God. other day, and, and I she- ate almost all of it pretty much immediately. Yeah, who who wouldn't? Rice Krispie treats are delicious when they're homemade. It's like. Two days later, it's still crunchy and crispy. And 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 good. There's a certain taste to homemade white rice crispy treats that I, mm-hmm. I don't under... And the crazy thing is that you can use the same ingredients. Like, you can use Rice crispy brand cereal. Like, puff marshmallows. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. We, we used regular some butter. vegetarian... We use some vegetarian-friendly marshmallows. That tracks. Because, yeah, because Jet Puff has gelatin in it. Yeah. So we use basically non-gelatin ma- uh, marshmallows, and it's, oh, oh, my God, it was so good. Um, and Alt- Alton Brown put out a really good recipe where he toasts ooh. the Rice Krispies first ooh. and then does all the mm. stuff. Oh, it's so good. Guys, yeah. brown butter Rice Krispies. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, With brown shit. sugar. Oh, shit. Oh, Fuck shit. yeah. Ooh, yeah. And some cinnamon. Yes. All right. Sweet baby. Yes. All right. But basically, just a cereal bar. My initial thought when you brought up bones (laughs) was: Have you guys ever eaten? um, God, what the fuck is this stuff? I I had it for a second. The stuff inside the bone uh, marrow. Yeah, Yeah, bone marrow. I've never had marrow. I've I've (sighs) had marrow, and it's delicious. It's it's like meat butter, and it's amazing. It's like the one good thing I like from Farm Burger. Wait, I haven't yeah. had the Impossible Burger. I've heard good things from theirs. Mm-hmm. They um, they don't have the Impossible anymore. They have uh, Beyond. Uh, yeah. Okay. But the the bone bar- marrow to put on a burger is pretty fucking good. Um, God, it's delicious. It's really gross. The idea of it is super gross, and I understand. But son yeah. of a bitch, is it good? Yep. Uh, um. That's completely and totally fair. Uh, I love bone marrow as well. And actually, I started doing this because my friend was doing it, and she's a chef. When she eats wings, she cracks the bones and sucks the bone marrow out of the wings. Oh, yeah. I know know a few people that do that. It's hardcore. It was an option. It is an option. I've done it, and I have to say, it's delicious. Let me ask you, let me run this by you real quick. Hit me with it. Savory Rice Krispie treats. Ooh, that are that you take the Rice Krispies and instead of like butter and like marshmallow, Mm -hmm. yeah, you do it in like a shit ton of marrow with like a bacon in there as well, and maple syrup. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. I'm off board on that. (laughs) It's it it might be expensive to do. I'm off the savory. Off the savory crispy train. Ah, That's fair. Then it's for us. We'll make yeah, them for me. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do like I'm, a small thing. It. Yeah, it like sounds a small pretty, batch. I may like run it by my friend 
who was inspired by our, our podcast to start her own with her friends Aww. about the show American Dad. Uh, and she also she is a hardcore chef. She can do some amazing shit. I Wait, we inspired someone. Yeah, I've told you guys about this before. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it happens. Whoops. Yeah. But yeah, they were uh, they well, actually I mean, used our podcast as a model. Get out of oh, here. Shit. I will see. I remember our you podcast? saying something about the American Dad podcast. I didn't I don't think I remember being like our us being the inspiration for that podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm wanting. I'm not. I'm not surprised <laughs> yeah. someone started a podcast. We weren't the first, and we won't be the last. Oh no! I'm oh, surprised I, I somebody you... listened to this trash fire and was like, "I want to do that." <laughs> <laughs> this this one right here. This podcast? yeah, this one. This that's, fucking podcast. All right, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, well, they're on Instagram. Oh man. Mm-hmm. So you can literally see it. Yeah, I yeah. could. I can view it right now. <laughs> I'm not going to. All right. Um, well, I want to eat your friend's cooking because I am hungry all the time. And now I want Rice Krispies. I can confirm that she does it good. Oh, man. Dude, there's something so satisfying about pressing Rice Krispies into a pan. Mm-hmm. And then eating them straight out of that pan. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Don't even fuck cutting them up into shapes. Just yeah, grab just, it off of there with your hands. Oh, fuck with yeah. your bare mitts. Just put it in your mouth. Oh, Hell man. Yeah. It's unrelated, but related to food and sweet things. Um, my brother uh, shared with me a pint of edible cookie dough last night. And mm. I was like, well, all cookie dough is edible if you're not a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? If you're strong enough, all cookie dough is edible cookie dough. Well, you know the um, difference, right? Yeah, they uh, bake the flour so that they can kill any salmonella in it, and there's no eggs. Yeah. So I mean, legitimately, like... It's to cut unless, down the risk of getting salmonella. Yeah. Th- that's the only reason why you bake the flour. Yeah. Um, but yeah. unless it's, like, old flour, unless it's been kicking around in your pantry for a while, and not in, like, its own container, mm-hmm. it should be fine. But just bake the flour. It takes, like, ten minutes, and you don't yeah. get salmonella. Well, this I is mean, store-bought. honestly... What I do is I just make cookies. I, I plan on making cookies, and then I eat half of the dough by accident. <laughs> but what? Did you trip? How do you mean by accident? Well, I mean, like, you know how sometimes Travis you'll be like... Travis trips open mouth first into a bowl of cookie dough. Whoa! He, he chokes be, to death on it. He'll be forming the cookies, and you'll be like, all right, one for the pan, one for my mouth. One for the pan, <laughs> two more for my mouth, yep. and then all of a sudden you only have you've only made like eight cookies, but somehow all your cookie dough is gone. I don't know, it's crazy. Like, I'll, I'll even double a recipe sometimes, and I only have like two cookies made. Anyways, oh, yeah. we're not doctors or scientists. Don't eat raw cookie dough. <laughs> See, um, unless you unless want. you're not a coward. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Seriously, don't eat raw cookie dough, please. Eh, God, be safe about it. We are going to get sued if somebody eats raw cookie dough that gets salmonella. Did you know that if you create a food product, you have to, one, list, list all the risks that that product has? Like, if, yeah. if you can possibly get salmonella from it, you have to list that. But also, you have to list anything that may be unintended. So, like, with cookie dough, it's like, oh, yeah, you're, the kill step is the customer buys the cookie dough and then makes cookies. But there is an unintended step of them possibly getting salmonella because they ate it because they're an idiot. Like, yep. <laughs> you have to tell the FDA that. Are we 
idiots, Travis, for eating raw cookie dough? Right. Oh, no, we're geniuses. Here's <laughs> the best example of this I can think of from Parks and Rec. Yeah. There's a, like, so Ron has this circular table. That oh, Rob the Lowe's character. Who makes the tea out of the. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a do not drink sign on these sprinklers. Oh, and she's yeah. like, I, I, I saw so this I sign that says don't. Sun tea. And now, do you know that your water has raw sewage in it? <laughs> yeah. It's like, maybe that's why there's the fucking do not drink sign. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. The people of Pawnee compilations are hilarious and depressing. Yeah, because they're fucking real. They are real. Real they are so AF. Real. Yeah. So a great example of that is the fact that Travis and I and both know that eating raw cookie dough can lead to salmonella, and we do it anyways. I do it anyway. Yeah. That shit is, and then we make sometimes, fun of people for taking the step to have safe cookie dough. Sometimes I just crack open an egg and slurp it right off the counter. I don't care. I mean, I remember my being a child and watching my grandfather in the kitchen crack an egg into a glass and eat it raw and yep. it was the most horrifying thing yeah. <laughs> i had ever well, seen at that point because i was a very privileged child so yeah it was i was like that is disgusting uh well y'all y'all remember the prairie oyster from cowboy bebop right oh yeah oh yeah that's, that's a real fucking egg thing to a glass a little bit of salt pepper hot sauce maybe a little bit of worcestershire that's, down the hatch. That's different though, because that has fl- things in it that is that are good. Mm. It's and still a raw fucking egg. It's a hangover cure. Yeah. So supposedly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people allegedly. still used to would drink raw eggs. Yeah. A la fucking Rocky. But what I am saying is that yeah, a la Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. Mm. My granddad's <laughs> Gaston. He's dead now. He was Gaston. Gaston. No one's my grandfather like Gaston. No one eats raw eggs like Gaston. No one gives a child black coffee like Gaston, and then they find it gross, and then you make fun of them for it. Okay, anyways, um, <laughs> what are we talking about today? What are we're we talking, talking about, about? We're talking about actors who are notoriously in horrible, bad media but we love them anyway yes like my the best example i can think of is the man the myth the legend the motherfucking chin bruce campbell his goddamn self go on go on yeah like like evil dead the franchise one two and army of darkness and the remake are all amazing pictures in their own right however they are garbage they are (laughs) b like just B movies, but they oh, are yeah, cultly absolutely. absolutely loved. Yeah. Uh he's also in Dark Man. He's in like the last fifteen seconds of the I was movie. Say, he's in Dark Man? Yep. Uh he so Dark Man like swaps faces mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. And he turns and, into Bruce Campbell. And he turns in Liam Neeson turns into Bruce Campbell. What? Oh boy. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? 
Yeah, there's your random horror movie fun fact of the day. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. Uh, he's also in, like, a movie called My Name is Bruce, which is just him uh, being, like, hunted down by B-movie monsters. And he's a fucking chicken shit, because he's a celebrity. He doesn't have any, like, formal training on how to protect his goddamn self. Wait, is it Bruce Campbell <laughs> playing Bruce Campbell? Yes. <laughs> it's called My Name is Bruce for a reason. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's also in Burn Notice, which is also hard. Like, people hate on it. Aziz Ansari has a bit about it, about, oh, yeah. like, having a nephew, like, uh, TiVoing Burn Notice. And he's like, who the fuck TiVo's Burn Notice? Because mm. Burn Notice, <laughs> it's not great, but I love it. It's like Taco Bell. It's notoriously shat on. Arby's as well. Both are hated. I love them. Yeah. And I love him for the stuff he has made. Even uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, the TV show, it's not great, but it's fucking good in chunks. Yeah. I mean... I wrote a spec script after watching like this monster movie that Bruce Campbell was in when I was like 10 or 11. Aw. Baby's first it was spec a, script. Yeah. It was about Bruce Campbell fighting a giant spider that each time you killed it, it got bigger. Oh no, that's the worst kind. It was based on a movie off of like pretty much the same idea. I just wanted to make it sillier, mm-hmm. which is why I wanted Bruce Campbell in it. Um, Do you still have, have that spec s- script? Probably somewhere, but I may have thrown it away. I mean, when I say spec script, it was probably like a short story that was a couple of pages long that I was like, that I, I think I wrote like in brackets, like action sequence and shit. Because oh <laughs> I, <was, laughs> I was like 10 or 11. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but you guys got any ideas before I get to my next one? Uh, yeah, yes. For other actors? Yeah, yeah, for other actors. Oh, I've, I'm going to put John Travolta out there. Do Ooh, it. that's a good one. That is a good that's one. A good like, one. Like, you got Battlefield Earth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, face Off. From Russia with Love, or no, from face Paris off. with Love. Yeah. I'm just going to go face, full on Face Off. Face yeah, off. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. My my big two are Battlefield Earth and Face Off. But Ooh. also, he's just in other stuff that's like it's not great, but it's also not like terrible. He yeah. was in a remake. He was in a remake of Taking a Pelham One Two Three, which was okay. <laughs> oh, what? It's it's not good. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Hairspray. Yeah. That movie's yep. trash. Oh, he's in that Hairspray. Movie's garbage. It's fun though. It is fun. Oh, oh, I man. forgot that he was in Hairspray. Yeah. He plays the mom. Hmm. That's um, right. Have you oh. guys watched From Paris with Love real quick? No. He, he loosely plays a sequel from uh, Pulp Fiction because he quotes fucking <laughs> Sam Jackson because <laughs> he does the whole, do you know what they call a quarter pounder in France? <laughs> he does oh, that whole geez. scene oh. almost beat for fucking beat, but oh, he's Sam no. Jackson's character. Oh no! <laughs> John Travolta oh, has done really good things, but yeah, he's been in some. He's schlock. been in really good things, and he's also been in pretty bad things. Also, That's controversial true. statement: Grease is one of those bad things. Fight me, theater fans! I'll take you out. <laughs> Grease is trash. Grease Two is much better in that it's yeah. worse but more fun. Uh, um, what I'm saying is, Grease Two forever. Fuck Grease the first one. I'll say the only thing I like in Greece is that opening credits song. Yeah. And that's it. Um, the only thing I like in Greece is Greece 2. 
So if you haven't <laughs> seen it, please watch it. It's ridiculous. There's a song about bowling. Wink. It's about sex. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> the song's called We're Gonna Bowl Tonight. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, it's you, a, it's a 10 plus that, plus for me. Did you know that John Travolta was in the 2004 Punisher movie? No. Yes. He played the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It's, oh, God. Oh, it's, God. it's, man. That's another one of those good, bad movies. Yeah. All right. The action sequences are good. Yeah. The story is bare bones at minimum. What you got, Ari? Um, or did you already do one? Nope, I'm doing one right now at this moment. Dakota Johnson. Who is that? She is most is known for playing Anastasia Steele in the Fifty Shades trilogy. Oh. Said Dakota Johnson? Yes. She is an excellent comedic actor. I mean, just truly awesome. Oh, she was in Peter Butter Falcon. Yep. Hmm. Oh, um, she okay. was also in... Uh, she was also... Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, Bad Times at El, at the El Royale, yes. 21 Jump Street. Yep. She was also in uh, How to Be Single, um, The Friend, which hmm. was, admittedly wasn't very good. Oh, I liked How to Be Single. Yeah. Um, I liked How to Be Single, too. She was in Beastly. Oh, my God. That movie existed, didn't it? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> she was in Crazy in Alabama. Yeah. We don't have time to talk about Beastly, because uh, I will lose my mind. Oh, no. I'll talk about it another time, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. I, 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 just, I clicked on the IMDb page for Beastly. That's all I needed. Yep. It's rough. <laughs> it's not even showing on... Oh, there it is. Oh, that, oh I'm going to regret this, aren't I? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. she And she uh, the episode of Saturday Night Live she was on was really good. She's definitely, like, the probably the funniest part of the Fifty Shades franchise. For more on that, check out uh, Folding Ideas video series, a, a lukewarm defense of the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Um, mm. It's really interesting, and it goes into the history of like the fanfic and stuff. But yeah, nice. Dakota Johnson, legitimately really great actor, legitimately really funny, uh, most known for a trash movie series. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. You ready for my second pick? Yes. Because I only had two oh, yeah. for this one. I only had two, too. <laughs> and they're Nick. They're both Fifty Shades actors. Nick Cage. <laughs> of of course, course, Nick Cage. Of course, Nick Cage. <laughs> it's like from Community. Is he a good actor? Is he a, is he a good bad actor or a bad good actor? <laughs> Nick Cage. Because he's in. Nick Cage, Nick Cage is, is a what? Great actor. Oh, he is a great actor, but the man can't God. say no to a role, though. Fuck no, he yeah, can't. I think that's the big, that's the big problem, isn't it? It's, it's and an he issue. can't get the one role he wants. What's, Superman. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that Superman almost happened. <gasps> yeah, Nick. it almost fucking. Oh, have you ever man. seen the pictures of him dressed as Superman? It looks weird. <laughs> He's too skinny, dude. Yeah, Nick. Um, why? But yeah, but yeah, Gone in sixty seconds, Raising Arizona, Con Air, uh, the National. 
what is it, National Treasure movies, which oh, apparently yeah. there's a third one coming out in 2021 or 2022. Hell yeah. I will say Gone in 60 Seconds is legitimately one of my favorite movies because it is super dumb, but really fun. Yeah. What's the What's the one where he plays a... Um... He plays like a not a war criminal, but like a arms dealer. Oh, that's uh, God. What is that movie? Because I had my, War Incorporated, I believe. I think I think so. That, that one's, one's really right. good. It has Jared Leto in it. It does. Yeah, and Jared Leto gets really high on cocaine in that movie. Nope, War Incorporated is the John Cusack movie. Ah. But they're pretty much the same movie. Uh, War Incorporated is better because it's a sequel to Gross Point Blank. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Oh, okay. Here's something I did not realize. Nick Cage is the voice of Spider-Man Noir in Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah! What? And that's a great movie. What? Have y'all ever watched Knowing? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's pretty much uh, fucking Scientology come to life. Oh, uh, no. Like, I remember watching it with uh, some of my mom's family, including her mother and, her, and that grandmother, turning to us and going, man, they should show this movie in church because the end of the movie is just angels coming down and saving certain people. Lord it's, of War what? is the movie I'm thinking That's of. what it is, yes. But it, that one's really good, but it's not as good as War Incorporated. Um, uh, yeah, Nick Cage. He's yeah. so, there's so, he's in so many movies. He's in he the Croods, in so too. many movies. Also, Face Off. I just want to, did we say Face Off already? <laughs> I feel like we should mention Face Off. He was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. What the fuck? What the fuck? Who did he play in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Let's find out together. Um, my favorite movie that Nick Cage has been in is the one he was in with Cher, that she won a goddamn Oscar for. <laughs> Wait, did she? I don't remember. Moonstruck. Is that um, Moonstruck? Yeah. Oh yeah, this that's a pretty good movie. Uh, so in Fast Times, he didn't even have a named character. His character's name was Brad's Bud. I'm sorry. What? Hmm. <laughs> that's not a name. Nick- <laughs> exactly he didn't play a named character however Forrest Whitaker was also in this movie <laughs> I'm sorry what in fast times at Ridgemont High okay look just watch look just go watch Moonstruck it's a great movie yeah it's a it's a del- it's a goddamn delight oh yeah honestly like every other movie in Nick Cage's filmography is great yeah like, there's several that are, eh, but, oh, Wind Talkers is pretty good. It's kind of crazy, but it's pretty good. Also, please understand that I think I think Face Off is one of the finest movies of our generation. Same it's, with Con it, Air. You know, They weren't our generation. Citizen Kane can suck a fat, fuck, veiny hey, cock. Fuck Citizen Kane. That movie is boring as shit, okay? Look. I get that it innovated a bunch of film <laughs> techniques and is super important yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Fuck Citizen Kane. Fuck every Oscar winner that's ever happened, ever. Fuck them. Okay? <laughs> Face Off. The only movie that matters. Mm-hmm. Ever. <laughs> ever. Okay? Every decision in Face Off is peak. 
<laughs> yes. Including the waterfall over the face hand touch. You know, when, man, when you love someone and you have to <laughs> show your love, the number one way to do it is to put your hand over their face and, <laughs> and then drag it down. When man first took ash to first put writing <laughs> yeah. on the wall yeah, yeah, yeah. to that led us down the yeah. the amazingness of literature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It led us to the pinnacle, to the yeah. ultimate face, thing ever, which was somebody rubbing their face, rubbing their hand on somebody's face to show how much they love them, okay. like four times throughout the entire movie. It connects to everything. I can prove it. <laughs> Because you remember, Nick Cage in the movie, he wants yep. to take his face off. Off. Do you remember that part, right? But do you remember what yep. he does with his hands? It's a dark <laughs> underbelly of the, of the love that John Travolta shows his family. Then it all connects, then. Just face off, 9-11, <laughs> creation of man. Y'all can't see me, but I actually have a uh, conspiracy wall behind me. And in the center is a picture of Nick Cage with just several drawn red rings around it and strings connecting to everything else. I'm talking everything. The Kennedy assassination. Okay? Um, whatever happened to Baby Jane. Uh, something, something, John Benet Ramsey. Everything. All right? <laughs> so, face. Off. Face thing. Off. Face stroke. Face stroke. Just go to Google and look up face off face stroke. It you will not no, be disappointed. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Watch face off. Uh, yeah, just watch face off. Just watch the two and a half hour special edition of How long is face off? I want to know who made that decision. I don't I know. I think Nick Cage did. Not long enough. <laughs> not long enough. It's a 90% on Google. It's a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. Face off as a ninety-two. Yeah, it's a on Rotten Tomatoes movie, Travis. It should be a one hundred. <laughs> I want to I take want to this out, face off. I, I looked yeah. at the poster. I looked at like the movie poster for Con Air, and it's got Nick Cage, John Cusack, and John Malkovich. Right? Oh yeah. They're all. Oh, on, it's got a lot more people top. in there too. Well, yeah, but they're all on the top of the poster above the airplane. Nicholas mm -hmm. Cage's name is above John Malkovich. Nicholas Cage's face has John Cusack in front of it, and then John Malkovich's name is in front of John Cusack. I love when they do that. That because... is very misdirecting. <laughs> it's like if I didn't know who Nicholas Cage was just based on his face, I'd be like, you know, I don't think that's John Cusack. Well, you know how like like a movie like like posters worked, right? When it comes to names, top billing goes from left to right. But when it comes to like top billing for like who's like faces, top billing goes in the middle. You know, Weird. there's a Katy Perry song called Peacock, and it goes, I want to see your peacock cock cock, your peacock cock. You might not have uh, realized it, but Katy Perry is trying to get across a subtle metaphor um, about penises. I thought she was talking about vaginas. No. I thought she was talking about birds. <laughs> Honestly, the best interpretation of the song, Travis, because I too want to see peacocks. Apparently, they're very mean. Yeah, they are. Um, 
I had just Danny been... Trejo was in Con Air. Yeah, man. Sorry. God. Dave Chappelle. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have just been that song ever since Face Off first came up. Came up. That song has been playing in my head. Except it's. Hmm. I want to take your face off, off, off. Your face off, off, off. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a great idea for a parody oh, song. Man. Yeah. There is. I'm going to watch Face Off this afternoon, guys. I'm <laughs> as soon as we're done recording, I'm watching Face Off. This is amazing. I think I'm going to watch Con Air. Do it. And Face Off. Oh, double feature. <laughs> Con Air is also like up there in just ridiculousness. And let's watch the the remake of The Wicker Man. Oh Ooh, God! AKA the no. bad version. I'd rather have bees in my face. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Okay, let's when it comes to let's watch the good remake of The Wicker Man, Midsummer. <laughs> That's fair. What am I wrong? God, uh, we could have a podcast where we just watch Nick Cage movies. I mean, and we would have material forever. We, we really said the would. same thing about Supernatural, and that ended too. Eventually, he'll die, Ben. Well, Supernatural hasn't ended yet. It was supposed to have ended by now, but. Corn times. Corn times. We get our own mini Supernatural season, which is pretty thrilling. I'm not going to lie. God, I got to find somebody like from Supernatural that was in a Nick Cage movie. I'm sure it's a thing. It has to it be. It has to be. Let's see if it's knowing. It's not knowing. Because that movie is Gart. No, Numbers. Nope. Numbers may be the one I'm thinking of. Or it might be no. I don't fucking know. Yeah. There, there was a lot of Scientology. Off, mo- off, off. God damn it! It's stuck in my head. <laughs> there were a ton of Scientology movies got made that got made in like the late aughts. Yeah. Um. God. All right. I think. Did you guys have any more actors? I'm changing my answer to Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Actually, so I can just talk about him more. <laughs> this one's really short. I was going to talk about Jamie uh, Dornan, who plays Christian in Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, mm. I had a theme for for my answers. Um, I mostly, I have only seen one other thing that Jamie Dornan is in, but it was so good that like. I, I, when he got cast as Christian Grey, I was like, that tracks. Um, the <laughs> Fall? Uh, starring Gillian Anderson? Hmm. So, okay. you know, in some parts of the country, they call it the autumn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get out. No. Um, <laughs> you can't kick him out. <laughs> the Fall is a British-Irish crime drama television series filmed and set in Northern Ireland. Um, oh, that show. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and it stars Jamie Dornan. And this isn't a spoiler because it pretty much gets revealed who he is immediately. Um, but it stars Jamie oh. Dornan as the serial killer. And he is the sh- creepy. The show, not the 2006 movie. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oof. I don't even know what that is. It's not good. All right, fair enough. But Gillian Anderson at it and it's not good. plays um, the like the person who's going to bring him down, and she is great, and also a lesbian. Nice. So, yeah, just a ten out of ten. And Jamie Dornan is really convincing as a serial killer. Um, 
So yeah, if you haven't seen it and you're into that kind of thing, I would I would recommend it. Hell yeah. No. But I haven't <laughs> seen anything else he's in, so I don't know. Oh man, I found a really dumb pick for LSA. Oh no, what is it? The 1994 classic. It's Pat. What? I've never heard. What is this? <laughs> it's a. I thought it was fake. I didn't realize it was a real thing. I thought it was an SNL skit. Let's see. The he or she character played by Julia Sweeney from Saturday Night Live continues to make people wonder. So the running gag is is that it's like a a non-binary or like a an intergender person. Yeah. But it's a movie. So I guess I was right. It it started as an SNL skit, but it has Mitch Pelegi in it. Who's that? Grambles. Oh. Let's not watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. pick that. Let's, I'm um, not going to pick that. Guys, let's make a pact right now <laughs> that we do not watch that for LSA. <laughs> because I just looked it up and Grambles plays Concert Guard. Yep. <laughs> I think he's in it for like five seconds. I don't think that that's enough to justify watching this movie. I don't think it is either. I mean, probably we've, not. We've stretched the definition quite a bit, but we're just going to mm. let's just let's let's not. Yeah. Let's not do that. They have to be in at least 3 scenes. Yeah, at least. And they have to have a name. They can't be concert guard or yeah. You know, prison guard or anything else. No guards. No guards. No guards. <laughs> All right. Travis, you got an answer for us? Uh, I'm going to throw Ben Kingsley out there. Ooh. That's a bold he's, statement. Okay. I that mean, is a bold he's statement. In, he's in some good stuff, and then he's in some not great stuff. That's, mm. that's fair. What's the most recent thing Ben Kingsley has done? I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, I know he was in that Watership Down miniseries. Okay. Um... He was in a movie, one of my favorites. God, what the fuck is his name? Let me find it right quick. What you got, Travis? Hmm? Oh, he played the doctor in Shutter Island. That movie was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's excellent, and he's been in a lot of good stuff. Hmm. Schindler's List. Meh. Hugo. That's a movie I barely remember. He was also in The War Machine on Netflix, which is a surprisingly depressing movie. Hmm. It's called The War Machine, and you thought I was going to be a barrel of laughs? Oh, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, okay. I was about to say. Lucky Number Slevin is the name of the movie, which stars uh, Bruce, Cam- or, uh, Bruce Willis, uh, Morgan Freeman, and yeah, Josh Hartnett, Lucy Liu, Bruce Willis, Ben Kingsley, and Morgan Freeman. Uh, which, if you haven't seen it, it's a good, dumb movie. Yeah. I'll go check it out. I think he's kind of like Nick Cage, where like he's in some good stuff, but then he'll also just like pick out roles that are like, "Why are you in that?" Ooh, he was in yeah, Ender's Game too. Yikes! Uh huh. He was also in Gandhi. He was mm-hmm. in Gandhi because I think he played Gandhi. He, yep. Schindler's List, Iron Man Three. Actually, the Prince of Persia movie. I think he won an Oscar for Gandhi. 
Have y'all watched Selfless? Mm-mm. I have. I watched Selfless in the theater because I didn't have a lot going on when it came out. What's Selfless? That sounds about right. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> so it's basically Ben Kingsley is a super rich guy, and he's so rich that he decides to dump his body into another person. But then the other person starts to like wake up. So Ben Kingsley has to basically decide, like, am I going to take this other person's entire identity or am I going to let him, like, take over and die? Because the whole thing is, like, he's so rich that he wants to stay alive. So he, like, yeah, he, like, dumps his brain into a into a young body. Hmm. Huh. Who is played by Ryan Reynolds. Because there's a company that does that. <laughs> Apparently. Yep. I've seen crazier things in movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a great one. Nope. It's an hour and a half. I wish I could get back. Can somebody mm-hmm. try to sell Paul Giamatti as a sex symbol? No, that's that's not true. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Paul Giamatti is a very handsome man. Okay. Anyways. I think it's time to talk about Supernatural now. Yeah. I, I think, think it is. It is. Too. That's why we're all here today, after all. Travis. Uh-huh. This week's episode is called Mommy Dearest. Oh, God. What the fuck is it about? Sam and Dean. Oh, God. I like how you got real close to the mic to get in, to get real intimate. Give us your ASMR voice. Hello, listeners. In a world. Sam and Dean. Can you Sam hear my finger brushes? <laughs> Sam and Dean. When is the right time to make a pegging joke? (laughs) Always. (laughs) Right now, since you brought it up. The most right time to make a pegging joke is at your grandmother's funeral. But the the second right time is now. No, that's why they leave the bottom half of the casket closed. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> yes, see where I'm going with this. Oh yeah. <laughs> she died doing oh, what yeah, she this, loved. So, pegging. Obviously this this episode's gonna be about Eve. So Sam and Dean go to they find out where Eve is, and then Eve is like, Guess what, boys? It's time and then she whips out her big fake dong. <laughs> and then the <laughs> episode ends and then the series ends on the cliffhanger. Honestly, I'd read that fanfic. <laughs> Y'all know I'm very pro-pegging. End of sentence. All right. Well, Travis, yeah. <laughs> I think this is the outcome we're hoping for, but mm. not the one we deserve. Mm-mm. All right. This certainly was an episode. It certainly it was. was. It was like, it was like, it was good. You know what the best part about this episode was? What? What? We got rid of Mother. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. Okay. That's the- <laughs> I cannot believe that we have had five episodes, right? Like a virgin. About the Mother? 
yeah, oh, yes, or yeah, involving uh-huh. the mother. So, uh-huh. like a virgin, and then there were none. Um, um, <laughs> what were the other ones? Okay, hold on. The episode list to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The, uh, <laughs> okay, hold on. Like a virgin. Uh-huh. Um, and then there were none. Uh-huh. Frontierland. Okay. Yep. Mommy Dearest. That's four. Four, four episodes okay. that directly involve, and I don't mean she gets a passing mention. I mean, is about her, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, in total... Okay, so she was introduced uh, seven episodes before Mommy Dearest? Yes. Seven episodes. Wait, seven episodes? Yeah, not involving her. It feels her. like it's been... It's, it feels it's like been, it's been so much longer than that. It's been seven episodes since Like a Virgin, which is where the concept of the mother was introduced. Yeah. Oh, God. The very concept, right? So, okay, just... Okay, so real quick... Let's sum up, right? Sam and, if you remember from last episode, Sam and Dean went back in time to get Phoenix Ash. They successfully got it. Yay! And now we just have to hunt down the mother and kill her. Easy peasy. Um, After talking to the vampire Lenore, they figure out that she is in the town of... Somewhere, Oregon. Somewhere, somewhere Oregon. Oregon. Where a bunch of people have been turning into monsters and also kind of like melting from the inside. This is a new breed of monster. It's a wraith plus a vampire plus a shapeshifter. Dean hilariously decides to name them Jefferson Starships because they suck and they're hard to kill. Uh, Fucking true. They kind of realize that, like, the whole town's been turned, and these monsters, one of the features of these monsters is that they're really good at hiding um, from other, you know, uh, like, from hunters. Like, Dean and Sam find these two kids, and they test them with everything that they know how to do, and nothing nothing tips tips Sam and Dean off that they're, that they're monsters. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like... They figure out that the mother has been in this diner that they were in earlier. She's been there the whole day. Um, Eve has a conversation with Sam and Dean where she's like, hey, I'm, I was fine with the way things were before. You killed a couple of monsters. We killed a couple of you guys. It was a, you know, simpatico relationship. Um, I, I was cool with it. The circle of life, the balance. I'm basically Mufasa, right? But then <laughs> Crowley, who is still alive, imagine I'm making Kevin's face from Home Alone. Just shocked. <laughs> Crowley, who is still alive, has been kidnapping monsters and alphas and torturing them to figure out the location of purgatory for the souls, right? So this is that. Mm. It's the big reveal. This is what the season has been leading to. Um, Sam and Dean are like, 
wait, we saw Crowley's bones get burned. How is this possible? The mother's like, I don't know, but you're going to hunt him down for me. And if you do and kill him, I'll let you live. Sam and Dean are like, no, we don't work with demons. We don't work with monsters unless we do. See you last season. <laughs> and also <laughs> earlier this season and also season four and season three. Anyways, uh, sorry, moving on. Unrelated. Don't worry about that. Um, the mother's like, all right, I'll just kill you now, or I'll turn you into Jefferson Starships. She bites Dean, but Dean has taken, like, ingested the Phoenix Ash. Yeah, like a shot of whiskey. Yeah, with a shot of whiskey. He took his medicine, so she gets burned up instead. They go to the house where they've taken the kids. They've taken the kids to go live with their uncle. And um, it turns out that Crowley has already sent demons there to kill him. So we have confirmation that, one, Crowley's alive. And then Cass, who's like, how can this be? I burned his bones back in the season six mid-season finale. Um, I'll go look into this. But he actually meets up with Crowley at the diner that they were at. And it turns out he and Crowley are working together to find the location of Purgatory. So now it's Cass's turn to be her? (laughs) Him? (laughs) Cass? Uh, yeah. Also, the mother turns into um, the uh, Mary to talk to Sam and Dean. So, Mary Winchester, which, honestly, thank thank God. Uh, because the actress who plays Eve is, bless her, not very good. <laughs> She's not great. She's not great, yeah. Samantha Smith is the actress who plays Mary Winchester. And mm-hmm. just the minute she was on screen, I was like, this is, this is better. Yeah. This is much better. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much what happens. Let's, let's go to some details. How do y'all feel about Cass being the big bad of this season? I mean, at this point, it was like, of course it's Cass because of course he's trying to get to purgatory because he needs the souls for his war. Yeah. Like yeah. It, 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 it's a very, it's kind of like now that we've gotten here, it's like, Oh, duh. Yeah. Um, but, but also because we haven't spent that much time, like we didn't spend a whole lot of time focusing on this part of the plot of this season. Yeah. That it, like if you had revealed this earlier in this season, it would have been like, Whoa, huge twist. Yeah. You know, where we're here now, and it's kind of like I'm kind of nonplussed about it. Yeah, I, you absolutely hit the nail on the head with the issue I have with it. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And on, honestly, on the one hand, this was absolutely the right move to make Cass the big bad. Because oh yeah, I agree with that. Last season was, you know. The end-all be-all, fighting the devil, the most powerful, you know, creature that, the most powerful evil, not only in, like, the Western world, like, in our world, right, and in our culture, Mm -hmm. but also in Sam and Dean's world, okay? Yeah. So it makes sense to have the next season's Big Bad bad be a personal one, right? Mm -hmm. Be somebody who was a friend who's now betraying Sam and Dean because... They know how to kill Cass. But then then the conflict becomes, he's our friend and he's our ally, so do we, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
so that is something that I appreciated. And if it had been better executed, we would not be having this conversation right now. If we got Absolutely. to this point faster, yes, I think it would have been better. Or lay the mm-hmm. lay the seats, you know. Yeah. A- again, a good mystery savvy viewers should be able to kind of look back on it and be like, "Oh, right, that makes sense because we saw X, Y, Z. The clues should have mm. been there from the beginning." Right. But and- they weren't. <sighs> They weren't there from the beginning. I'd say they they were there since the season, <clears throat> mid-season finale. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just kind of like... And the reveal that the mother has, like, been okay with the, you know, how monsters and humans have operated. Again, if she were an effectual, like, an effective villain, yeah, this, again, that would have been fine. But at no point over the course of these eight episodes, right? In a 22-episode season, eight were devoted to... Well, four four were devoted to the mother, but eight episodes total that she was a thing in, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, At no point was I like, oh, the the mother's a a threat. Again, she has been involved in four episodes that were about her or where she was kind of like the deal. Mm-hmm. Last episode was them figuring out how to kill her and then in this episode they did it. It feels like a, ch- a just like I said last week, it just feels like a checklist. You know? Yeah. We've got to find the phoenix ashes so that we can kill the mother. It's just yeah. Yeah. Again, last season, they didn't just get from, you know, point A to point B. Or rather, hold on. Let me look at an episode list from last season real quick. So I can kind of make my point. Okay. So, last season, episode 19 is Hammer of the Gods, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where they figure out that the horseman's rings are the keys to Lucifer's cage. Episode 20, they get pestilence. Episode 21, they get deaths. Episode 22, Swan Song, is where they defeat Lucifer. Yeah. The difference is, is that episode one, we have established that Lucifer is the big bad and that he has to go down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rest of the season are attempts to try to defeat him. They try the cult. Um, they look into different things. They try to get Gabriel to help. He kind of goes back and forth on it. Um, it's it's just researching and dealing with the apocalypse. You know, even episodes that aren't directly related to the apocalypse and to defeating Lucifer, like the False Idols episode or Fallen Idols episode, involves you know, this is happening because the apocalypse is a thing. Yeah. This season, or season six, tries to connect it in the same way, but ultimately fails because it's directionless. It's too scattered. And if it had been plotted better, I feel like it would have been fine, but it just, the timing didn't work out. 
mm-hmm. you know, too much time spent on what's the deal with Grambles, not enough time spent on what's the deal with Cass. Oh, absolutely. Or the mother. Yeah. That being said, outside of that, pretty good episode. Didn't hate it. It was an interesting yeah. episode. Yeah. There were a lot of cool sequences in this episode that I really yeah. liked. Yeah. I liked the I liked the cold open. I thought that was really neat and interesting. Yeah. Um, that was the mother's best scene in the season. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Think. When she goes Where, up yeah, and w- drags her so and th- these two friends are leaving a bar and she goes up and like drags her hand across one of their faces and that turns him into the proto Jefferson Starship. Um, mm. I, that was really cool. And then she goes into a bar and basically like turns a lot of people into proto Jefferson Starships and then they go crazy. Yeah. 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 That, that was very cool. It, it reminded me of that, uh, church scene in Kingsman. Yes. Hell yeah. I liked that. Yeah. Um, um, I also liked everything to deal, do with Ryan and the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so Sam and Dean find these two kids. They're being held in like the like a holding cell in the sheriff's office in this town. And um, they're very cute, right? There's like an older brother and a younger brother. So, you know. They look very gift wrapped oh, when you first see them. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. And at one point, like the older brother is even like, it's going to be okay to his younger brother and Sam and Dean share a look and it's like, oh, their <laughs> fucked up childhoods reminding you of your fucked up childhood. Cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked the whole like sequence involving them. I really liked the fact that Dean to Dean, he needs a win. Oh yeah. Yeah. And his win in this episode is saving these two brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cass tries to, like, talk him out of it so that they can focus on finding Eve. But Dean is like, no, man, this is what we do. We're going to save these two kids. And ultimately that fails. And it's it's a bittersweet, or it's a hollow victory because... Yeah, they killed the mother, and they stopped her from making more Jefferson Starships, but these two kids died. Dean and Sam failed to save them. Um, And that is some good shit right there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then, again, the whole Jefferson Starship thing. Have y'all listened to Jefferson Mm -hmm. Starship? Yeah, they're all right. Meh. I, I don't think I have. There's better versions of what they do. Wait, mm-hmm. did they do the Alice song? Maybe. The Maybe. Go on, Alice. Do, 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 do. No, they did not. No. I don't know. There, there was, I mean, like, the the song that played at the end of the episode was obviously one of their songs. Jefferson Airplane did the Alice song. Wait, no, they didn't. Yes, they did. White Rabbit. Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Something... Yeah, it's like members of Jefferson Airplane left and then they became Jefferson Starship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
which I think is very strange. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a jam band. Yeah, yeah, that's why I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either for the same reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I don't like jam bands, and I don't even have to listen to any of their music. Oh boy, I don't like jam bands because I don't take enough heroin. Jam bands are like for people who their first like identity trait is being a stoner. Yeah, the same deal yeah. with like I a mean, Dead and Co and Grateful Dead. One time, I did take enough pot that I understood why people liked the jam bands. So. <laughs> did you did you uh, inject enough of the devil's lettuce to understand? Oh it? yeah, did you I had, enjoy I had your some jazz of that cigarette? Good Satan butter. <laughs> it was in a muffin <laughs> that I had a quarter of. Dang! I ate a I ate a quarter of a muffin because we were we, I was playing in a show, and uh, we all split this muffin. I ate a quarter of a muffin, and I was so high that I went home from the gig, woke up the next morning, was still pretty high. Oh, yeah. Man, I went Good muff will do that to you. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Gross. And I was just like, I remember the, the main act that was on stage was a jam band. It was the band CBDB. Oh, uh, that band. Which, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I just remember, like, standing there, being high as shit. Mm-hmm mouth dry as fuck just sitting there and like feeling the warm feeling (laughs) i was i kept having to check if i had peed myself oh god and (laughs) man i never want to be that high (laughs) same thing happened last time i had some muff i just remember like looking at it and going look at like to watching the band and listening to them and going you know i I get this I once had that feeling when I ate a muffin, but it turns out it was just yeah. an insanely good muffin. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Leslie. That joke from Parks and Rec. <laughs> Look, man, we all love muffins in this podcast. Uh, yeah. we're, we're a I'm more bunch of a scone of, man, but muffins are good. I think we're a, bun- a bunch of muff eaters, some might say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got on the muff bandwagon. I Hell did. yeah. Oh, I man. did. The muff wagon. Travis, you make a muffin joke now. But it has to be about vagina. <laughs> you know what they say about muffins? You can you can shoot a kid through one of those. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. You know, I was hoping you were going to make a banana nut muffin joke. <laughs> Muffins with a little chocolate. I'm not gonna lie. Oh God! Is that an ass to vagina joke? Is that it's what that's not. what I assumed it was? It's not. It's kinky. It's a never mind. All right. Anyways, you know that scene from Community where the dean says, "This better not awaken anything in me." <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I I think that almost daily. Like I come do you across. Li- do you like your Do you like your muffins planned or fully dressed? I like them a little warm up, warmed up. A little warmed That's up. Fair. I'm part of a yeah. Facebook group called "This is Fetish Art, You Fool," <laughs> <laughs> and it's a pretty, it's a pretty funny Facebook group. But man, if you every day something gets posted, I'm like, this better not awaken anything in me. And uh, <laughs> so far, so good. But it it gets a little rough sometimes. I believe it. Yeah. Anyways. 
do not do not join if you aren't in defeat. Okay, no, oh, I'm just God. <laughs> There's that actually not guess. a whole lot of feet shit. Anyways, okay. I mean, if if you can watch all of the Quentin Tarantino movies without developing a foot fetish, and you're a stronger man than Ben. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just I don't get Poor it. Travis. I really don't get it. Yeah. I don't think any of us have a foot thing. And... Yeah, I'm not a foot. No, I don't even touch no. my own feet. Yeah, you don't even clip your own toenails. No, he gets. His, I actually uh, don't clip my toenails. I use a file. I file them down. Okay. Doesn't that take yeah. longer? For catching trout. Yeah. Mm. It takes longer, but it feels better. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's leave this first conversation behind and keep talking about Supernatural, the show. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. What um, we're all here for. There was a you moment. know what I loved about this episode was everyone's feet. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Travis, no. Travis, Travis, no. Nah, just, just kidding. I just wanted to throw that one out there. No feet were seen in the making of this episode. I don't even think we saw Eve's feet. And honestly... Considering that time in the episode with Lisa and Ben where they were like, we, we got a shot of Lisa's feet coming down the stairs. I was like, that was a fire to that oh, DP yeah. or some shit mm. like that. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, so, okay. Going back to things we liked. There was a scene where, so it's when they're in the diner and we find out that Cass has had his um, powers turned off. Uh, because Eve of oh, Eve's yeah. presence in the town, and mm. Dean calls him a baby in a trench coat. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Cass, if you killed them all now, I was like, your betrayal is completely <laughs> understandable. Uh, but yeah, we all, we always gonna find a way to depower Cass, huh? It's a it's a very common thing. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. we saw in this episode why we have to depower Cass. I mean, like, he took out the um, the vampire girl with no... It was pretty fucking brutal, by the way. Yeah, mm. Lenore comes back. Uh, yeah, Do you Lenore, remember her from they, season three? Two? Not at all. <laughs> okay. She... The only... The only reason I remembered what episode was, that she was in is because Sam and Dean talked about how they killed... Uh, Gordon. Gordon, yeah. that's his name. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Why can't I, I remember like, anything oh. useful? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Oh boy. Yeah. But um yeah. Um yeah, so Lenore comes back, gets killed off this episode. Is this the start of Supernatural's obsession with bringing back characters we haven't seen in several seasons and then killing them off? I feel like this already happened a few times. Has it? Yeah. Has it? Ben, Maybe has not. it? <laughs> ben, Maybe I've much. just heard you talk about it and I'm forcing yeah. memories into my brain. Maybe. That's what's happened to me too. Okay. Um, yeah, Lenore, uh, season two. Was there a reason to kill her? No. Um, she, she, okay, so apparently Eve, the monsters are all in a hive mind. And mm-hmm. not only can Eve like get them to kill and drive them crazy she also can see everything they see so like Mm. every move sam and dean make she's already aware of right yeah because they're talking to these monsters to try to get her her location um which i thought was interesting Mm. so what'd y'all think 
I mean, it kind of... I feel like that gives a good explanation to why when Dean turned into a vampire, he was able to get those, like, psychic visions from the Alpha. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I... Because, you know, I think it, it was like the Alpha can cyclically contact all of the, you know, vampires that are are all of the same monsters that are of the same type. Yeah. Uh, and so that means Eve can do that for every monster. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, it, it was one of those things where it's like, I guess it makes sense, you know, because yeah. I guess there's enough precedent for it. In previous episodes, in a previous episode, to make it make sense, mm-hmm. but you do have to like think about it for a sec. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's true. Oh, one thing I didn't like is um, so Cass comes into the diner where Dean and Eve are having their conversation, and Eve is like, "Did you wonder why you were depowered? I'm older than angels." That's why I know what makes you tick. And I was like, we didn't need an explanation for that. Yeah. We can intuit that was the reason. We didn't need you to explain it. Um, I feel like Supernatural has an issue with show don't tell sometimes. God, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they showed us that Cass didn't have his abilities. It wasn't a need to, to tell us why, you know? Yeah, there could have there could have been at least one more situation of showing why Eve is more powerful than Cass rather than this just being like I am older than you. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, the depower Cass train is in full full force. Um and there are a lot of instances where like it's just like why don't we use Cass to you know kill all these monsters for us well it turns out he tripped and broke his angel machine <laughs> so <laughs> that's why it won't work <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a problem <laughs> um <sighs> so that's that's what happens when you when you create op characters you keep having to have to come up with bullshit reasons to power them down yep. yeah yeah i there was a moment that i liked in when uh sam and dean were they were all looking for uh like the cause of the monsters or whatever and then they found the 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 like college students that were leaving the bar mm-hmm. yeah um and then he go cuz he asked so what like did you see anything out of the ordinary did you meet anyone and he just goes there was a girl in white <laughs> which yeah. doesn't really narrow it down <laughs> Not but I'm show. glad that Sam and yeah, most, Sam and Dean were like most victims of violent crimes her. are women in white yeah I'm sorry go on that's Travis that's the only thing that tipped him off <laughs> just like oh a woman in white that means the plot tells us to go that way <laughs> yeah um yeah Oh, we have to talk about the fact that Dean was like, we don't work with monsters and demons ever. Except when we do. Yeah, which is all the time now. (laughs) It was, in fact, earlier this season. Yeah, earlier this season and last season and the season before that. Yeah. And the season before that. Hmm. Ever since, like, what, season two? No, actually, I think it might have been ever since season four, if you count Cass. Actually, I think you can. 
I think if you can include seasons three and four, if you include the fact oh, that yeah. man is the true monster. Well, also Ruby. Yeah. Let's include Ruby. She counts. Yeah. So definitely season three. Yeah. Um, she, she, she hella counts. Admittedly, I mean, it- Dean is like, we just got done working for a demon and we're not fucking doing it again. Um, hmm. <clears throat> disregarding the times that they worked together when it was mutually beneficial for yeah. them. Anyways, this is going to come back and is definitely going to be a point of contention for mm-hmm. uh, for uh, between Sam and Dean and it's going to get super fucking annoying. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but Sam, Sam and Dean were on good terms this episode and I really enjoyed seeing that. I feel like yeah. Recently, the show's gotten back to Sam and Dean being, like, brothers who like each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think that's where um, Jensen and Jared really... Sh- that's when they shine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate when the show forces them to be at each other's throats, because it re- they really do thrive when they're just bros killing shit. Yeah, playing off each oh, other. yeah. I've, that's definitely when they have the most chemistry as actors. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Other thoughts about the episode? I don't want to be done. This episode was was, um, was good overall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, um... So, was the whole thing with Eve turning, like, making this new monster, was it... Like a was it spreading like a the way a virus would, or was it just her turning people into monsters, and then those monsters can turn other people into monsters? It was her second one, or was yeah, it like a one. monster virus? Okay, monster virus. Yeah. This isn't um Croatoan point two uh, part two. This is no. definitely no. not to me. I don't think because Eve had to bite Dean to turn in, turn him into a Jefferson starship. <laughs> Okay, you're mm. right. Yeah, and the kids had to bite their uncle to turn him into a Jefferson Starship, um, which you know Crowley dispatched them pretty quickly. Um, I do think that when Eve was like testing out things, she was like touching their faces and shit. Ah, uh, mm. okay. Um. Oh, Dean calls another woman a bitch. Yeah. So that's. That's complicated. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Um, but we should just yeah. burn the whole suitcase mm. instead. Uh, it's been a while I, since I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down kind of a cool death thing, but I don't know what I wrote that about. I, the the way Cass kills what's-her-name was kind of cool. Oh, Lenore. Nah. This yeah, was, Lenore. Just, this had to have been while they were in Portland because I wrote it after talking about um, writing a note about depowering Cass. But then before they found out where Eve was, so I'm not really sure. Oh, have you guys? You guys are Doctor Who nerds, right? Eh. Yeah. You know, you remember the episode where it's like World War One or Two? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like when Christopher Eggleston is the doctor. Oh, yeah. And okay. the, the Are You My Mommy episode. Yeah, World War II. Oh, yeah, for sure. You guys get like hardcore vibes from uh, Ed, the college kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not to that same extent, but it's on the similar path, right? Hmm. Um, I 
this well, Mommy Dearest is a reference to, of course, the movie um, about Joan Crawford, right? Yes. Uh, uh, I'm shrugging. Have you seen Mommy Dearest? Okay. Have nope. you heard the phrase "no more wire hangers"? No. I, I think I know what it's in reference to. Yeah. So, okay, Mommy Dearest is a movie about um, Joan Crawford, who allegedly, allegedly adopted two children and then abused the crap out of them. Oh. Yeah. It is a tell-all memoir uh, written by her adopted daughter, Christina Crawford. And in the most famous scene in the movie, Joan Crawford, played by Faye Dunaway, uh, beats, yells, no more wire hangers, and beats um, Christina with it. This mm-hmm. is all allegedly, right? So, um, we we don't know. Uh, the line where Dean is like, Eve's like, are you sure you don't want to work for me? You're sure you want me to kill, turn you into a Jefferson Starship instead? The, that line where Dean says, he says, uh, you'd have to beat me with a wire hanger first. That's where that's from. And that's what the title references. Okay. So yeah, all of the titles of episodes this season have been different, like movie references. Movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Exile on Main Street, Two and a Half Men, The Third Man, Weekend at Bobby's. Weekend at Bobby's is a, um, you know that reference. uh, Mm -hmm. Live free and Twihard or Twihard. You can't handle the truth. All of them. Yeah. All of them either movie or TV references, and then. Um, well, with the exception of Like a Virgin, which is hmm. a song reference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mommy Dearest is straight up this, this the title of the movie. And, of course, Eve is a bad mom. Or a good mom. I don't know. Is she a good mom? She says she is. So That's a good question. I mean, she hmm. is protecting her children. Hmm. A mother always protects. Her children. That's how the actor says it because she's awful. Anyway, Gag me with a spoon. She's terrible. <laughs> I was so happy when she turned into Samantha Smith. I was like, yes, her again. Somebody I like with some her. chops. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to <laughs> um, turn people into Jefferson starships. Oh, God, it's so grating. It's like, Dean, Dean is almost as good as about naming things as real scientists are <laughs> because yeah. real scientists are like we called it a swirly whirly because it swirls and it whirls yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's he, he he could name some pokemon pokemon we, oh God, yeah we named this robot sm3521 because it took us that many tries to get it right <laughs> <laughs> An SM or my initials, so yep. deal with that. Yep. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> like, I, I really... I we, I wanted Dean to call him, like, Win, Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> I like the name Jefferson Starships, and I like... So, Bobby says, you discovered them. You get to name them. You get to and name them. G- ah. Dean saying that, and the reaction being, that is great. Yeah. yeah. Um just a just a ten I out also, of ten. 
because I watched it with captions, anytime one of the monsters like made a noise, it went Jefferson Starships roar. Yes, I watched it. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, hey, burr, 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 burr. a queer baiting moment. That's my noise yeah. for queer baiting moments. So in the beginning of the episode, <laughs> Sam and Bob, you're like, we need to call Cass, and they turn and look at Dean, and Dean's like, why do you always ask me to call him? It's not like he's up my ass. And then Cass is standing right behind him. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yuck, 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 what yuck, yuck. Goofy, and then goofy Dean... fun moment. Wait, sorry? I said, what a goofy fun moment. Yep. And then Dean says, Cass, get out of my ass. And then Cass goes, I've never in your... Never mind. <laughs> it's little things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, little, little things. Little tiny things. Little itty bitty things. Little itty bitty things. So. I can't wait for this season to be over. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. God. Like, even, even as good as, like, Frontierland in this episode. Like, this episode's fine. Yeah. Like, Frontierland is definitely better. But, god damn. If it weren't for the fact that just the overarching story plagues this season with yeah. just issues, then mm-hmm. it would be fine. Like, this episode would have been good. Next episode. Absolutely. So the next episode is one of my favorite episodes of supernatural ever what's it called the man who would be king oh yeah that one's good ah yes i really love it but it has the same just a little spoiler for next week it has the same issues that every good episode in this season has had it's marked by the fact that it is servicing this plot line that just doesn't deserve it yeah. Which is yeah. really a shame because, again, these are good actors. The writers are great. They're clearly passionate about what they're doing. Tons of money and tons of time and creative energy went into creating season six of Supernatural. And it's. It, I think what makes it so frustrating is that they almost had it. You know? Yeah. Like, if this were a different thing, or even a different season of this show, where I feel like they just completely missed the mark totally, and of course, different fans feel differently about different seasons, so there's no way to be like, oh, universally, you know, this season is the worst season, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, there, there are shows, and there are uh, movies and books that just completely miss the mark, and maybe even the intention wasn't for it to be good, so it's hard to even judge it on any sort of scale. But the thing about season six is that you see the diamonds. You know, mm-hmm. you see where they were going and you get how good it could have been. And there are episodes that are so good, they're kind of legendary and how awesome they are. But then there's, it's just like plagued by, by the, the sloppiness of the season as a whole. 
mm-hmm. um, which is really disappointing because again, like like the French mistake, that episode is is kind of a legendary supernatural episode because of how meta it is. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Um, I love the man who would be king. It's number. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Solus Sam is super oh. fun. Sorry, go on, Ben. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, like, the French mistake is always, at least in the everyone's top three, whenever they list fucking episodes, and it's in the worst season. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm curious, as, like, because we've, we've also dogged seasons eight through 11. Yeah. And eight, like, maybe part of season 12 as well uh i'm curious to go back to those because i've only ever watched those once yeah same so i'm curious i'm gonna if i'm gonna like season six more looking back on it as opposed to those seasons or if i'm gonna like remember season six fondly while we're watching those yeah i'm (laughs) curious well and actually um I've watched seasons eight through 11 more recently than you have. And I did remember season six mm. fondly. And up until we did the rewatch for this show, I was like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's a pretty good overall yeah. season. And I, I, it has some weak points, but I enjoy it. Um, but now doing this rewatch, I'm just like, God damn, I cannot wait to get to season seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait. So yeah, it's interesting to see how our opinions change on it. Cause I had a pretty good, like, even though I didn't like the first episode of season six and it wasn't enough to make me continue watching the show, when I did eventually sit down and watch it, um, when we decided to do this podcast, I was like, eh, it's pretty good. Solid. Hell yeah. So I think, I think I watched it slightly before we started recording and then I watched season seven as well. I'm pretty sure if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Mm. So yeah. Travis, do you have any end of season predictions? I mean, we're almost there. I mean, god damn. I mean, like, we've we've dispatched the mother of all, and Grambles isn't around, so the only thing I can imagine is it's going to revolve around the war in heaven, mm-hmm. and now, obviously, the issue is going to be, why is Cass working with Crowley? Yeah. The answer is, to get more souls to defeat Raphael, where is it going to go from there? Yeah. Like, I, I can't even guess. Uh, because I feel like I've already answered the question, which is Cass needed it for souls for his war. Is Cass going to win the war? I sure hope so. Yep. What is, what is winning the war going to mean? We don't know because we've never, we don't have any questions. We don't have, we as an audience haven't gotten any questions about the war to ask. Yeah. Because we've been so in the dark about it the whole time. Yep. The only thing we know is that Cass has been fighting Raphael. He has needed souls to power his army or whatever. Mm. And last episode, he was betrayed by one of his own ranking people because she was offended of what Cass was doing. Right. Yeah. Which is what he is. Which is what was revealed in this episode. Mm. So I really. What is there? Two more? Three more episodes in the season? Yep. It's the man yeah. who would be king. Twenty twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the man who would be king. Let it bleed, and the man who knew too much. Those are the three episodes we have left. Oh, jeez, I can't even. I can't even think of things to fill out three episodes. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Well, they, they fucking did, it, yeah. man. Oh man, I have a question so, for y'all. Uh huh. Um, and we've kind of touched on this before. Because we, in, in particular, when we were doing the the recording of season one and two, 
we've talked about how there are typically 22 to 24 episodes in a season of Supernatural, Uh which is not unique to American television, uh, especially at the time. Although I will say more and more we're seeing American TV shows that are like 13 episodes a season, 10 episodes a season, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Kind of like more of a British model. Um, Yeah. We have talked about how maybe a third of the season is devoted to the overarching plot. And then the rest of the episodes are standalone Monster of the Week episodes. Yeah. Do you think the show would have benefited from lessening the length of the seasons, cutting out episodes, and focusing more on the plot episodes and less on the individual episodes? Or are the individual episodes so good and add so much to the, you know, supernatural oeuvre that you would prefer to keep the monster episodes and maybe, like... I guess keep it as it is now because we've seen it work in seasons like season two is solid um, mm-hmm. even though there are definitely some Monster of the Week episodes that are like meh um, but of course like season three four and five are really good um, so I guess basically like basically would you move Supernatural to like 13 episodes but we focus more on the overarching plot because there's just less time Oh yeah, if it had like the build like like Stranger Things, yeah. I think it would it could benefit from mm-hmm. that. But you would definitely have much few or far fewer Freak of the Week episodes, yeah. which really the show is known for. Right. That being said, th- this is one of the few seasons where I'm like, you definitely need to like cut down. Right. And shuffle around what happens because if the stuff that happens in the second half of the season was definitely like pushed forward, mm-hmm. especially the mother of all shit. If it all happened in the first half of the season, like if this episode was the season or the mid season finale, mm-hmm. I think it would just work a hell of a lot better. And I don't know, it just this whole season just feels like a grab bag. Just very disjointed and all over the place. I think you said last week or maybe the week before, Ben, I think you said that it felt like they were doing like a Mad Libs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or pulling pulling tiles out of a hat and they had to make an episode with it, with all the tiles. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's just... Travis, what would you prefer in that scenario? Like shorter seasons think... but more plot or Monster of the Week? Kind of as it is now. I think maybe shorter, but not that much shorter. Like, instead of 22, maybe 18 or maybe 16 at the shortest. Sure. And you can okay. still you can still have both the plot and the uh, Freak of the Week. Because sometimes the Freak of the Week episodes are where some good, like, character-on-character development happens. Right. Um, without the overarching plot, like, really getting in the way of that. And... I think if if the seasons were shorter but more focused mm-hmm. especially with this season like it's just been so spread out yeah. and all over the place that there hasn't really been a direction so if each season like seasons you know 1 through 5 
where it really seemed like maybe with the exception of season three it seemed like there was a straight direction of where the show was going the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where with this, it's kind of like we've gotten into the Wild West and we're like, let's go over here. Let's go over there. Let's go back to where we were. Now let's go five miles away and fucking dig a hole and stay there. Yeah. Like, because I don't know. Season three actually had 16 episodes. And we talked when we were reviewing season three about how there was a lot of stuff that they had to cut or shuffle around because... Um, they just didn't have the time to tell the story they wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of stuff that they were going to explore in Season 3, they had to push to Season 4, um, and so on and so forth. But that being said, I really enjoyed Season 3. I don't think there's a single episode mm-hmm. of Season 3 that, like... I mean, yeah, I didn't like... The, there were there were episodes of Season 3 that I didn't like, but overall, definitely a positive viewing experience. For me, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think... Well, I... Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. I know for me, season three is when I finally started to, like, really... Get in... Yeah, get like, into it. end of season two, beginning of season three was really when I started to get into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's a matter of preference as well. I just prefer... Um, I mean, episodic shows can be super fun. You know, one of my favorite shows is Leverage, and that's very episodic. To the point where there's barely yeah. an overarching plot at all. Mm-hmm. Um... But those are all contained stories, you know. Like there might be some some character development that ha- that'll that that'll be explored in later episodes. But pretty much the the themes and things that are introduced get wrapped up that episode. Um, yeah. You could watch any episode of Leverage, and you wouldn't really be lost in it, as long as you right. knew the basic premise of the show. Supernatural's not that way. That's true. Um, it it the overarching plot's super important to the show, and I would say that for me personally, I would have I would cut the season lengths and have more episodes focused on the plot. Um, yeah. Oh, because yeah. I feel like that would create a tighter story, but that's just my preference. And I do like a lot of the Monster of the Week episodes, so you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um Yeah. It's interesting, that's for sure. That is mm-hmm. faux show. All right. Well, Travis. Yeah. The next episode is called The Man Who Would Be King. Hmm. What's it about? Sam and Dean and Cass, uh, they all find this little community in the middle of nowhere, but it's acting like a, uh, a monarchy. And then there's this guy who wants to, like, overthrow the monarchy or, like, you know, he wants to become the new king. And he gets Sam and Dean and Cass to help him out, um, except that the king finds out, and then he burns down the whole town and kills everyone. So no one gets to be king. Hell yeah. Finally, (laughs) equality. (laughs) Travis, I don't know if that's going to happen, but if it does, we'll talk about it next week on Hey Ass But. All right. Real quick, before we get into the end... I want to talk about um, what happened this week um, with uh, 
the riot or the protests and George Floyd's death. Um, and let y'all, the listeners, know some things. Cool? Yeah. Okay. High fives, Ben and Travis. High fives. All right. So, um, you know, we don't talk about politics often. Uh, this is a show about supernatural and media and fun stuff. And we we have talked about politics before, but we try to keep it short. But if you've listened to us, you know that we're very left um, and, uh, you know, love diversity and 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 support uh black lives matter and things like that so um in an effort to help the black lives matter movement for the next six months all of our patreon donations will be going to black lives matter that's starting in june and ending in november um this is not an attempt to like try to buff up our patreon subscribers i don't care if you donate directly to black lives matter please do please donate where you can if you can um i don't care if you become a patron for two months or six months or no months i don't care um i just am uh tired of hearing about police violence and these deaths it's i it's absolutely tragic i think i've cried like five times (laughs) sorry um so, you know, please, please do what you can to help um, end that in America. Um, we've shared on our Twitter a couple of different uh, different activist groups that one I've donated mm-hmm. to. And then we also shared the Atlanta Solidarity Fund. Um, they're a group that is committed to paying bail for people who have been arrested in these protests. Um, just, you know, spread it, spread information around if you can't donate um, do both. Do do what you can. We're also going to be posting a list on our Twitter and Instagram of different Black-owned businesses that we have heard good things about. Um, these aren't sponsorships. They don't know we exist. We're not getting paid at all to do this in any way. Um, but please support these uh, businesses throughout the summer. Um, and and yeah, let's let's uh, do what we can. So, do y'all have anything to say? Uh, no, you pretty much got it all. All right. Yeah, you covered yeah. it. So follow our social media because we're going to be posting a lot of stuff um, there and support black voices and black activist groups. Um, and, and yeah. So, and if you want to yeah. get something, if you can't, you know, donate a large chunk of money, but you can afford $3 a month, if you join our Patreon, you'll have access to the bonus show we do um, where we watch things supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural today we watched a terrible movie (laughs) and talked about it um so that episode will be posted uh very soon probably before this episode comes out um you'll get access to that and then every episode we've done previously as well as bonus clips um so you know uh if you want to join that's where your money will be going for the next six months um, and if mm. we lose Patreon subscribers, I don't care. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's the door. I, I, oh, actually, you know what? As of uh, as of the recording of this, we've already had one listener donate. Yes, I saw that, and thank you very much, Hannah, for for donating, um, for joining our Patreon. Uh, that's that's what your money is going to be going to. Um, Oh wait, we had a pa- we had a patron too. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought that's what you were talking about. Oh, yeah, shit. we got a patron last night. 
Oh shit, we got a patron, but we also have someone who just sent us a message on Twitter as well. Oh. About okay. um, yes. they they donated. Sorry, we also posted on our Twitter that if you donate to the Atlanta Solidarity Fund and send us the receipt, um, we will either send you some merch or we will write you a joke. Um, and that's at Habcast. Yeah. Uh, our social media, our, our Twitter and Instagram, which is where we're most active, is at Habcast. And then our Facebook page is Hey Ask But uh, Supernatural Podcast. Um, if you want to follow us there, email us directly. We're uh, Hey Ask But. Uh, podcast at gmail.com and you can also email us through our website uh, habcast.com um, mm-hmm. so if you have any questions about anything or just want to say anything or have any questions about the show or say hi uh, sorry to get super serious in the last couple of moments but this is a pretty serious issue and we want to do what we can to help so I think that's pretty much everything that we needed to say yeah hell yeah mm-hmm. so I will say, sorry, I found one brand that I'm really interested in trying. It's called Partake. It's a black-owned brand that sells cookies that are, like, gluten-free and allergen-free and vegan. And they have a carrot cake cookie that looks delicious. And I'm going to try it. (laughs) Because I love carrot cake. (laughs) And you can find their website, partakefoods.com. But we'll talk about other places, too, on our Instagram and our Twitter. All right. So that's that's pretty much everything. Um, until next time, uh, stay safe. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I have one more thing. I've been thinking about this. Um, okay. Listeners, if you go out and protest and you get arrested, this is the only piece of advice I feel comfortable sharing with you. Do not talk to the cops. Lawyer up. Get a lawyer. Say this phrase exactly. I want to speak to an attorney. I will not speak to you until I have an attorney. Don't say anything else. There was actually a court case about this where somebody asked for a lawyer dog and he was denied an attorney and that and the the Supreme Court found that okay. So don't talk to the cops. See and get an attorney immediately. Anyway, sorry. Get representation. Get representation. Stay safe. Um This this is the time Joe Strummer ready dude for. Uh, know your yeah. rights. Don't talk to the cops. Stay safe. Uh, do what you can. Thank you so much for listening. And um, I hope that we have some good news to talk about next week. Uh, you know, but we'll see. Either way, we'll still yep. be here. Mm-hmm. So until next time, have fun. And be safe while you're protesting. Yes. Thank you. Don't die and bye.
What? The flux capacitor. The flux capacitor. You just yeah. stick a flux capacitor in your ass. You stick it up your booty hole. 